Greetings, soul family, and welcome to the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. I'm Big G, one third of the podcast team. We also have Oshawa Nicole and Johnny Holmes II, aka Apostle. We thank you for tuning in as we embark on another cool ass journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome to another installation of Cool Ass Conversations. I am Ashua Nicole with Enlightened One. I'm Johnny Holmes, a.k.a. Apostle for FacetOfTheJewel.com. I'm Big G from VSGME Podcast. <laughs> and today we are in the middle of about five different conversations. <laughs> so <this> At least. <laughs> yeah, this one is going to be um, just, uh, it's going to be what it needs to be. And on the way over here, I was, um, we had set a time and then we made a slight adjustment to the time, not realizing that uh, the third one of us was not getting those messages (laughs) (laughs) because of a technology snafu. Um, But the funny thing is on my way out, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I'm going to be like 10, 15 minutes late. And I was driving at the time, so I didn't have a moment to... um, send a text or anything and so then I got a phone call a few minutes after that (laughs) (laughs) inquired about where are you I'm just wondering if you're gonna are you there already I'm like no I'm still on my way it's gonna be a few minutes he's like okay perfect I got time to go grab coffee (laughs) so I'm like you got the message um and that sort of thing happens to us a lot where I actually do it quite deliberately with um, some of my friends use our telepathic uh connection sure if you will and i and it's not necessarily telepathic but it's actually telempathic because you're it's a feeling it's through your feeling mechanism as well as um your psychic mechanism to send a mental message and it's often received is what i find um i do with this all the time so um, but That's it's a deep. lot of fun. I, I'm going to need you to unpack. Telepathic, telin. Tell him. Like tell him. Empa- like empath. Oh, like got empathic, you. Tell him. So you're receiving emotional. Got you. Input. Okay. Um, or someone else, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're picking up on the emotional state of another. Got you. Through that empathic facility. Got and then you. you're applying, you know, a conscious message to it. Um, and so. I will send someone a mental note, a telepathic note, and I am always amazed, even though I know this is like real and it works, it's still a lot of fun to discover how people get those messages because they're often received. Now, if I was sending you a lot of fear, you probably wouldn't get that (laughs) because you'd have to be in vibrational harmony with it. But love is always received. So anything in my mind or my understanding of it, Anything that's sent with love is always received, mm. even if it's not right away. Gotcha. But it, it typically gets received with clarity. Gotcha. Even. Okay. So, um, and I keep it light and fun. Like, okay, guys, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And then right. next thing I know, somebody's calling me saying, hey, where are you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I was going to go pick up my coffee if you're not there yet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also quite synchronous. Indeed. <laughs> Yeah, I do it a lot on the phone, you know, either when you pick up the phone or when you think of a person 
and the phone rings and they, it's them on the line. Yeah. Or when you call them, they're like, and I was just thinking, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yeah, mm-hmm. I called you, didn't I? Like, <laughs> you received my message. <laughs> yeah, I have friends, we'll even, when that happens, because sometimes you'll pick up the phone. I know I'll pick up the phone and I'll already be laughing. It's like, oh yeah, you just you must have heard me. We you just heard, you must have heard us thinking sure, about you, sure. or we just talked you up, sure. or whatever. That's actually happened to us one time. We were on a, uh, me and Big G was on the call, and I don't know if we talked you up. Uh, we had just mentioned something. You talked to Cuz, and you called his phone, <laughs> and he's like, "Bro, that's how that," and just plugged you in. So yeah. it happens often. I, I hear we use terms like or statements like, "I just thought you up," or yep. you know what I mean. So like, yeah. Think about how that how we okay so that's a really important segue into something else how we culturalize connectivity mm-hmm. because we do have a culture of connectivity. Yes, we do. Um, and you know, as African Americans, it's intuition is so vital to our survival so within true. this system. Yes, we have never we could sure. not ever afford to be too far away from it at any given point. Yeah. So. Um, we have so many ways within our cultural vocabulary, understanding, just our cultural norms yeah. that are indicators of the connectivity that we're constantly leveraging. That's you powerful. Know? I find that I'm a loud thinker. You're yeah. a loud thinker? Yeah. Mm. In terms of, uh, I get a lot of times, did you say something? Like, Wow. No, like get out of my head. No, I didn't say nothing. Like, right, right. I was like, what was, was I thinking? Of, I was thinking too loud. Right. My, my, my mother would do that all the time. She really? like, did you say something? I'm like, no, I just like mind your business. Like, she got my you head. Thinking. Right, wow. like get out of my head. I love that. I know, and I know we do do stuff like that, and we don't even think twice about it. But that's profound. Uh. Yeah, again, her receptivity to your energetic output, your thought output. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but I mean, it's between her and I, of course, that makes sense because, you know, we are, you know, we, we all connected, but, you know, her yeah. and I specifically, because yeah. you do know what I mean, and through, we were connected contact. physically at one point, you do know what I mean? Well, I sometimes have to explain to people, especially if I'm in a dating situation or something, because I get so psychically tied to the people that are around me, especially if it's with some regularity, whether it's at work or sure. whatever. Sure. Um, I have dreams about people all the time. I know when things are gonna happen. I sometimes I might have information from a conversation. It's the craziest thing, like conversation in my head or something. Or if they're telling me something, it's like I have access to whatever that experience was that they encountered and I can relay something back to them that they either may not have shared or divulged and they get like, what? You know, sure. most of the times it's that's the whole reason they're calling me in the first place <laughs> because mm-hmm. of people some people know that about me okay but it's really interesting um i'll tell you a story about how that worked out this was one of this was one of the first times it was a, it was an early story so it was back in the mid 90s um i had this best friend and it was over christmas now we did not have cell phones at this time we had i had a pager I don't know if she had a pager at the time. I don't think she did. So I was calling her house and leaving voicemail on their answering machine and they weren't home. <laughs> but I had had this dream about um, 
I had a dream that I had gone to her house and they were playing some music and she and her mom were there and I was like, oh, who is this singing? I like this song. This is really cool, but I haven't heard it. And she's like, oh, that's my mom. She just recorded a CD with her band. And I didn't know she had a band wow. or I knew her mom sang or something, but I didn't know that, you know, they would make a CD. And so in the dream, I was like, oh, that is so cool. Like, where can I get it? I want to support you guys. I want to buy this. And she was like, oh, no, here. And she gave me like a whole stack of them. They had a big box of CDs and she gave me a whole stack of them. And I was like, no, no, I want to buy them. I, you know, can I pay you for these? She's like, no, no, just take them. This is, you know, for us to give away. And I was like, okay. And so I was so excited. I woke up and I called her and left a voicemail. Hey, just call me back. Then I called like maybe the next day or something, left another message because I hadn't heard from her. And I may have left three messages on their phone, like over the course of a week. And I didn't hear from her. I'm like, okay, it's Christmas. Maybe they're not home. A week later, she calls me and <laughs> she's like, yeah, you left some messages. You know, what's going on? And I told her about the dream. She starts squealing and screaming. She's like, oh my God, you got to tell my mom. So her mom gets on the phone and I, she's like, tell my mom the story. So I tell both of them the story again. And then they both start squealing. And I'm like, okay, who's going to let me in on what's going on? Right. She was like, we weren't home last week because we were in Nashville recording with my mom's band. <laughs> and they got a CD. And I was like, what? I did not know that that was happening. Oh, wow. I didn't know they were going to happen. Sure. I didn't know it was a probability for them. Sure. But I had this dream. It was clear as day. I could hear the music and everything. Mm. It was awesome. And she was just like, that's so crazy. I'm like, yeah, that is cool, but crazy. Wow. And that's, it was at that point where I was like, okay, I cannot deny that I have this. I used to be like, oh, yeah, I just have some psychic tendencies. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. The degree of sensitivity, <clears throat> it seems like one would have to be either on to tap into a frequency like that but it sounds like what we were just speaking when it comes to just thinking someone up you know mm -hmm. um, I think G was saying a second ago you know in relationship to mom it may seem more you know natural for that connection to be because there was once an actual physical connection right. but uh, to me I guess it, it it's even the more miraculous when it happens, you know, with individuals who were not literally connected or uh, people that are across the, the globe. I heard of a scientific experiment while you were talking. It made mm -hmm. me think of, um, I don't know if they had this person in one of these chambers where like no sensory, no sound, no nothing could get in. However, they had this person like in this chamber and then one person was sitting outside and they had them to think of something with them in mind or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they were all hooked up to maybe the electroencephalograms or whatever mm -hmm. the brain scanner machines were. And they were seeing the brain on the person in the inside lighting up. Mm. And I think it was matching yeah. a lot of the communication that was on the, you know, to the individual outside because of their connection. Yeah, yeah. And then I think I heard of one where there was in a laboratory and there was some blood. Um, I don't know if it was just blood in, in a in I don't know if it was in a dish or in like some type of beaker, mm -hmm. um, but there was a reaction in the blood, if I'm not mistaken, 
that uh, connected with the person. I that's that's a poor. I, I'd have to go back and and bring and I that would back say up. But, material I have read, and um, I think the American unit, uh, military has done experiments like that where they okay. would have like genetic material and they would test it over distances and they I think they did it up to like hundreds of miles. That's what I'm talking and about. And that the response within the genetic material was simultaneous yes, to the yes. response that the person was having in some sort of sensory Amazing. Uh, stimulation experiment. Well, and what it really just goes back to is it's interesting that you posed your question in the way that you did where the you framed your statement in the way that you did because you were saying it's interesting, like you would expect it to be between a mother and a child right. or something or someone that's related to you, but it's right. weird. So the premise of that statement, which most people probably operate from at this point in time, is based in separation. Mm. That you're this sovereign being over there, completely independent Good. of every other being. Good. You know, the yep. three of us here you don't understand that we're literally all sitting in the same vi or similar vibrational soup, mm -hmm, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And you might be um, a more solid chunk of frequency over there, right. and he's a more solid chunk of frequency over there, and I'm a more solid frequency chunk of ch um, chunk over here, but we are all sharing the same frequency we're passing information we are transmitting and receiving yeah. all the time yeah. right now yeah and there is no real separation um you are an extension of me and my consciousness indeed and i'm an extension of you and yours mm -hmm. so the version of each other is not does not match what we see or perceive ourselves yeah. to be um so it's really because Everything I believe and understand and the way I operate in the world is largely based on there is no separation, but I'm constantly encountering people who operate from separation consciousness. Yeah, yeah. And so everything has to be like deeply compartmentalized. Um, How do you navigate that? How do you move about um, being uh, the one that doesn't see everything separated, but engage people who do? Um, first of all, I don't have to, I have no obligation to engage anyone at any time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do a lot of allowing. <laughs> like, I just have, sometimes I just have to sit back and stomach it. Like, okay, this person, I'm just going to let this person express or talk or whatever. Is but it a tolerating this person? I would not say tolerating. Um, I know a lot of people, especially like in, in my metaphysical circles, who Think of it as tolerating. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sit there and listen to that person. Well, I'm also an observer. I love just witnessing people in their habitat, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. fascinating. Yeah. I learn so much from people. Sure. Um, observing their mannerisms, their language. Now, it's not like I'm going around and I'm making all these judgments or anything. I'm actually doing it without judging. I'm right. just like... Oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow, people really think that way, or you know, they're really committed to that understanding, or I can really see how that's resonating in their life or something. Um, and this also, um, it's uh, I like that you asked that because this also leads to something else we were just talking about before we started the recording today is, um, you know, I don't offer up information that people aren't asking for. <laughs> so I don't insert myself mm -hmm. into a conversation 
unless it impacts me directly. Now at work, it gets tougher because sometimes I do have to like reframe things, but I'm also someone who operates largely from the, oh, I'll just as soon as show you than talk to you right. sometimes because I can't, I, I'm not about to sit and try and change anybody's mind, mm -hmm. but I can show you what other, what it, what it looks like from another perspective, gotcha. you know? Um, and then I'm always going to operate from where I am and maybe hopefully <laughs> someday people will be influenced to have a new thought about it because my demonstration of, you know, coming from a different place it's often unexpected sure it's like the fly on the wall syndrome mm -hmm. you know um it's it's funny because a lot of times when i'm in public spaces or when i'm somewhere where i may not necessarily be familiar with people mm -hmm. i'm immensely quiet and it's it's strange that when you're exuberant you know, you would think you draw a lot of attention, but people are so used to being in their own thoughts of blocking out noise that they, the, the exuberance or the noise really doesn't draw as much attention as you think it might. Right. Because they're tuning it out. Or they, mm -hmm. they, it's just, it's ambiance to most mm -hmm. people. But the quiet seems to be so much louder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I'll usually be, you know, tucked off somewhere or, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, people will just, hmm, hey, what's going on? It's like. Become curious. You're like, right. I'm sorry. Was, was I talking to you? Like, what? what? Right. You know? Again, back to the, I'm, I'm thinking too loud. Like, I must be thinking in stereo or something. And people <laughs> must just be like, hmm, you think it's something interesting? Like. Um, I remember I was dating a girl who used to say a uh, penny for your thoughts yeah. and it used to make me mad and I'm like mind your business I'm over <laughs> here being you know I'm over yeah. here being me right, you right. know doing what I and whatever I'm thinking you yeah. know what I mean if if it if my thing is if it related to you then I would have shared you exactly. know what I mean so clearly if I'm over here being quiet you right. know what I'm saying right. leave me be woman you know what I yeah. mean or the overreach, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because sometimes, uh, in just in that dynamic, you know, it's like, damn, you, it's like, damn, you want my thoughts too? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything, you know, everything else, the, yeah. the relationship expectations or whatever. But it's like, you want what's in my head too? Like, you can't have that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not telling you. Wow. You know, it's interesting too because um, I think people are uncomfortable with their own silence and unaccompaniment and yeah. so they assume that you have to be feeling some kind of way or maybe he's lonely over there they're telling themselves a story about your solitude yeah, that true. you're not telling yourself mm -hmm. and that's what i find most frequent is that people um i i often i used to uh say this thing years ago like people can't see outside themselves very well which mm -hmm. means that i can't see beyond what I think I know or you know people can't really see past their own belief system right. so they can't imagine that you're having a different experience than they would be having that's right when they yeah. witness you that's right even as I was listening to cuz it's so amazing how the diverse perspectives cuz like you know I'm sitting here like really bro you know <laughs> you want my thoughts too like <laughs> really bro like that's what you got but well, I can I can respect that right. it's just a different way of 
you know, like I've, I've had, you know, friends, you know, ask Penny for your thoughts. Yeah. I just felt like they were wanting to know what was on my mind. I didn't take it no particular <laughs> way, but right. I don't think it's an either or. Right, right, and, right. And the association or relationship that you had with that individual, mm -hmm. the relationship that I had with that individual, May have, may have come with right. or carried a different frequency altogether. Mm -hmm. So right. I can feel you. Sometimes the the question, as innocent as it sounds, depending for your thoughts, can be so feel so assaulting. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what made me like, wow, okay, right. you know. So, but then as you began to talk about the beliefs, it kind of goes back to again how individuals you know, uh, what they associate with certain things, mm -hmm. certain questions even. So yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that whole re response, mm -hmm. and I don't know that you responded to her that way or if that's just how you felt, mm -hmm. but that whole reaction and or potential response, was it um, something that was maybe more created by your belief, you know, or was it maybe something generally or, or specifically generated by the frequency of her question? Can just I, just a thought. Can I hop in real quick sure. before he answers that? Because um, I want to hear your answer. But I love that you also kind of went where you went with it because mm -hmm. um, he and I came up the same way, more or less. Okay. And so we are very comfortable being by ourselves and we are thinkers sure so absolutely. we like having time to just think and right. be and I in my experience most people I encounter don't they don't get that it makes them uncomfortable yeah and I'm like oh yeah, sometimes just, I just need to not be around people you know it, it, oh I'm sorry okay. you, yeah no. that was all yours yeah it, it was just it for me at that time and it, it it had, I'm sure, a lot to do with how uh, the young lady and I sure. interacted. Sure. In terms of sometimes, I think in in relation in in the relating, particularly for those people who may feel a certain way. Uh, well, it kind of becomes a competition almost. Okay. You know where. Um, you know, because this, this young lady was very intelligent, had a degree and all of that other stuff and all of those types of things. And, it, you know, that's uh, something I come in contact with quite often, you mm -hmm. know, um, just in different circles that I run in post-college and mm -hmm. all of that, just in professional circles and all of those types of things. And which was what I loved about her in terms of, you know, I loved that she was educated and we could talk on a certain level and all of mm -hmm. those types of things. Um, but it was more kind of like what uh, Nicole was referencing where I was really just kind of pondering something, you know what I mean? And it just felt intrusive, just, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm over here on a completely different wavelength. Right. You know, give me a moment to kind of finish. Basically, you just interrupted my cloud, right, so to right. speak. <laughs> but, in, and again, this was, I was probably, this was years ago. So um, just in where I'm at now, it's kind of in a different place. I mm -hmm. would have reacted differently to that question now, you know, at this age and just with in this level of experience in, in certain things in relating 
even, you know, because I feel like yeah. I've advanced okay. more than that to right. where I would see it as, you know, I would have a an answer mm-hmm. as opposed to a, oh, nothing, you know, right. type of thing. Like, oh, I was just thinking about something else, you know what I mean? Just something that crossed my mind. Right. Important, Which you know? is interesting, too, that um, you just triggered a thought with me. My response, my response now would be different to that mm-hmm. type of um, interjection. I won't call it interruption. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> I mean, for I'm watching Lovecraft Country, so interruption has a whole new context for me now. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick to that, so I'm going to change my word here. Okay, <laughs> but okay. to have my silence or my solitude, um, to have someone interject themselves or insert themselves into my my beingness with my selfness, if you will, um, I would... Because, again, coming from a metaphysical perspective, I create my own reality is always at the base of what I understand and whatever's happening um, is necessary to be happening for whatever experience, whatever my energetic output is at the time. So for me, I would right now I often acquiesce to, okay, if this is happening, then this is what must need to be happening this is what must take place next kind of a thing. And then I'm also seeking to understand why is this happening or, or what do I need to, how, what do I need to do with this? What information is this giving me? How is this going to inform my choice of what I next want to experience? You know, and I'm not saying I'm going through this whole calculated sequence Mm -hmm. of thought when I'm having an experience, but if somebody comes over, I'll be like, okay, clearly it's time for me to socialize again (laughs) or interact again, you know, and let's see where this goes. So I kind of approach all of my interactions as an element of adventure. Okay, let's see what this is going to bring. Okay, where's this going to take us? Okay, what's this going to do? Sometimes I'm like, am I feeling this right now? You know, I'll take, I'll do a check-in with myself. Um, But I, I have a really great example. Okay. So I was on an Abraham cruise. I can't remember where we were. I've been on a few of them. So, um, I don't, it was, oh no, this was an Alaskan cruise, 2016. I remember quite specifically now. Um, so a friend of mine, um, we were, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was. So uh, 2016, there was this woman who had had this really funny interaction with Abraham in a previous cruise. And this was her second cruise and I ran into her on the second cruise. And um, she had noticed me or something and I get this a lot <laughs> she, on the first cruise. She's like, yeah, I remember seeing you and I wanted to talk to you and I was like, sure. So I was with someone else and we, the three of us sat down for lunch and this woman, you know, I like to hear people's story. Like, so how did you come to know about Abraham or whatever? And so she's telling, and she was hilarious. She was from New Jersey. She was really animated and she was just so funny. And she was telling me this story of how she was incredibly reluctant to even listen to this stuff. But her chiropractor was always playing it. And when she would go for these chiropractic appointments, she would ask them to turn it off when she got there because mm. <laughs> she was so resistant. <laughs> and at some point the chiropractor wasn't there and they had a fill in and 
the person wasn't playing it when she went for this like follow-up visit and so she at that point is when she started to request that they put it on and she started to mm -hmm. notice how it was helping her experience and how it was helping her condition that caused her to go to the chiropractor in the first place and I laughed so hard listening to her. I was crying. I mean, she just had me constantly in stitches the whole time. And the person that I was with initially was annoyed by the conversation. She didn't want to hear all this stuff about this woman because I didn't really say much. I didn't even have to ask follow-up questions. I was just really engaged and entertained with this woman's story. Sure. Mm -hmm. And I was totally allowing her to express her stuff. She clearly she needed an audience, and I was. It was funny for it was fun for me, and I was happy to keep my frequency high because again, I was laughing the whole time, so I was right. feeling good. And um, and then after that, we never had another conversation. And I was like, wow, that is really funny. And I kept seeing her, but you know, just be like hi or whatever. It was just a pleasant exchange. But it was interesting because I was like. She just needed someone to listen to her story. And I was interested and open and receptive and sure. allowing. And the other person I was with who was much more interested in probably, you know, telling her story than listening to someone else's story mm. wasn't. And so it was really interesting. And it informed me a lot more of the other person I was with than <laughs> the interaction. And she was just like, I can't believe you sat there listening to like, this was this great experience. Like, sure. I had no judgment of her, right. you know, right. and even the details that she shared. It was great, and I appreciate that she had that release. Um, and I understand that people do seek me out for safe space to express. That's just part of my core genius and beingness. <laughs> you know, they're, they're comfortable, they feel secure, they, they right. know they're going to be unconditionally. Um, witness and that's why they come and I'm happy to provide that service because I don't think enough of us have that in our experience you know that the the, the strange thing that um, I kind of the awareness that I eventually came to mm -hmm. about how I would have answered the question differently was I you know I thought about it in terms of and as you just related that story probably the whole reason that the young lady even asked me mm -hmm. what I was thinking was, and, and just thinking back through our interaction, was it may have been the purpose for her to open me up yeah. in terms of expressing myself okay. in communication. And because it's like, I was at her place and we were just kind of chilling when she asked me. And then I'm, so I'm thinking like, you know, that, and in, in, to flip the coin, yeah. that was awfully... Um, I won't say arrogant, but kind of self-centered of me yeah. to go to someone else's place and then be kind of off into my own thoughts or my own headspace right. when I'm there for an interaction, right. you know, and just to have opened myself up. And possibly sure. that may have been why we even had the interaction was hey. for me to open myself up into uh, uh, the possibilities mm -hmm. of, of further interaction, you know, so... I've been just sort of in. Yeah. I I make different choices now, but I'm. Sorry. I can know. I so respect that, and I think that's where I was like listening to you initially. I'm like, without judgment, yeah. it just made me appreciate where you might have been and what the relationship may have been mm -hmm. uh, when I first heard you explain it. But I was thinking kind of in the vein of where you were because I, having had that question asked, I know some people inquire, and because of the position and posture I find myself in relationally mm -hmm. often. Um, it's not so much that I think I am 
the answer mm -hmm. to many people's question. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times the answers are revealed through the discourse, mm -hmm. not just for them, but for me too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, big time. You and know, um, so I open myself up sometimes when someone comes to me and mm -hmm. says, you know, what's on your mind? I don't know what that thing may be, but to the point of allowing, you yeah. know, I try to just, okay, especially in, in the wisdom of it is, is to, to where you went, you know, I'm not even throwing you under the bus as far as the, it's arrogant of me to be in her place. But that, that brilliance of like, I'm in a social setting, right. so to speak, not even in my own space, mm -hmm. isolated, but I'm here in the presence of another and, and they're looking to socialize. Mm -hmm. Or Possibly even, there's something there for me or for them. Yeah, or, or even just looking for you to be available to right. them. Yeah, um, I think to be available. Is, okay. But Big G, I point. just want to give you a, I just want to acknowledge you also for being able to see it yeah. both ways. Yep. And, and especially mm -hmm. in hindsight, yep. to have that level of introspection yep. is amazing it's and big. awesome. And thank you. <laughs> you know, but I would expect nothing less of you, of course. That's <laughs> why so I love you. That's not why I love you, but right, right, you know, right. no, it just it. makes I, I me love you more. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I also wanted to uh, piggyback on something else. You were just saying, um, so sometimes we set ourselves up for stuff, right? Like, oh, we think we're going to have this kind of experience or interaction, and then it turns out to be something completely different, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I appreciate when people come to me asking questions. So, and it might just be the nature of my job. So years ago, I was a system administrator. So people always came to me to fix a problem. Gotcha. But, you know, and then I later realized, oh, this is just an extension of who I naturally am. And of right. course I would land myself in a job that does this because right. I'm always <laughs> fixing problems, right. you know? Right. So, um, it, it was interesting what I would do is not necessarily assume that there was something to be fixed or whatever, but I find that sometimes people ask me a question that I haven't even entertained yet. And I'm like, and I'll even tell them because sometimes I would get excited and they really, I think people are used to it now, but early on it, it would catch them off guard because they would come to me and they would ask me some stuff and I would just be like, oh my gosh, I never thought about it that way. But I loved the challenge of accessing what I know and reassimilating it or or even expanding it. Because right. sometimes I have to expand my own consciousness in order to answer a question mm -hmm. that you may be summoning from mm -hmm. me or mm -hmm. an answer that you may be summoning mm -hmm. from me through your question. Sure. So when you said sometimes um, they're looking for you, not necessarily that you have all the answers, they're looking for you because you're the vessel for the answers. Yeah. And sometimes, it's like reading. So I'm a, I'm an energy reader. I read cards. I have a friend who reads cards. We can pull cards for ourselves all the time. I know a lot of readers believe you can't read for yourself. And I'm like, it's all energy. You well, can always, you're all, you're yeah, reading absolutely. for yourself every day anyway. For sure. You're just having a, getting a little assistance with the articulation or the clarity. But mm -hmm. sometimes we are so in our stuff that we can't really see the answers clearly. So the information may be there in the cards. And I've had friends call me and say, hey, can you help me interpret this reading? Or can you just pull some cards? <laughs> and right. the way I would read them, even the same cards that they pulled for themselves, would be totally different. Because I don't have attachment to their stuff that's tied up in the message that's coming through. Um, so they can hear it from me a little differently because I'm getting it clearly. Because I don't have the impediment or the resistance 
you know, right. to the yeah. message that's coming through. So sometimes you're just a better vessel. Mm. Even though they're getting the message too, sure. they may not be accustomed to interpreting it. They're not necessarily looking for it. They're too invested in their issue and yeah. you know stuff at the time. Sure. And you and just to hear it from you gets them out of the way enough that they can receive it. Yeah. So I honor myself as the vessel for information that others need or sure. require. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um... I can totally echo those sentiments to where people will sometimes ask you things that require you to expand your own uh, experience. Like, hey, you're like, hmm, I don't know, right. but I will have an answer. Like, give right. me a minute. Now Let I have a new in- question. <laughs> and it intrigues you. It's kind of like, hmm, I'm not sure. Right. Let well, me check into that. Question. I'll, exactly. I'll check into that and I'll get back to you, you know. Yeah, um, I love that. Because for years... I was, I, well, I consider myself the easy button. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The easy one? The easy button. You know, like the staples, the, the easy <laughs> right. button. Like, right. because. Simplify you know. the story. <laughs> well, and, and I think throughout my whole, uh, you know, kind of maturation process, people have come to me kind of for clarity. Right. You know what right. I mean? Right. In this particular situation, because I think it's like what Nicole said. I don't have an investment in whatever is tangling you up. Right. So if I listen to what you're saying and I kind of, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's two plus two. Right. Minus one and divide that by, okay. Yeah. Okay, here's your answer. And it's like, man, I never would have thought about that. It's like, yeah, that's because you still caught up in the, well, how is two plus two going, you know what I'm saying? Get yeah. me to to this particular place and uh and you, i get excited mm-hmm. about sometimes I've, I've even told people i'm like okay i've never had to explain it this way before like i it's mm-hmm. it's for me it's exciting to frame things in a way that i have never or or frame them um come to a conclusion that i had never even come to before because of how they asked the question or where they were or whatever um mm-hmm. and it's funny as I'm saying this, and I don't know how many people might have this experience, but one of my gifts is being able to see or feel or discern. I can't even say it's a physical feeling sometimes. Sometimes it is. Most times it's not. But it's a discernate. It's a way to discern what and where and how much they can receive at that time. Mm-hmm. And being able to focus the response in that way for them yeah Yeah. uh and it's not even a for me it's like oh i can i know exactly where i need to point it i know the intensity you need to get i know how much it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's it's really interesting um one time i got a visual some as someone was describing a visual to me of how my energy was coming across and they were like if someone comes to you with a like a say it's a picket fence and you know it has holes and gaps in it um i can see where they're able to receive the light and i direct the light there and i was like yeah that's exactly what it feels like i can see how big the opening is i can feel how you know um what the rate at which the light needs to go through or whatever so it's like 
I've never had to explain it this way. Thank you for giving me new words or a new frame to put this into and you know, a new way to express this thing and, and it stretches my understanding. I like explaining what I know because it helps me understand it more deeply too. It's like working out. You uh when somebody teaches you a new exercise, like when you weight training and you're like, Well, I wanna get you know bigger pectoral i want a bigger chest and it's mm -hmm. like oh okay we'll do this and lay down on the bench you know what i'm saying right. and, and it's like oh i never would have thought of that you know right. what i mean and it works out a whole new muscle and you uh get right. you know way more out of it than you you thought you would have and it expands you you right. know what i mean it expands your consciousness it expands your knowledge and you know the things that you're uh commonly used to doing yeah like what's the phrase about if you do the same thing all the time you expect, expect a different, different result right. you know it's insanity you know so yeah i definitely get that you know those things that that force you to kind of be be more you know what i mean mm -hmm. my experience in life i guess totally has been that um it seems like whenever i get good and um clear about a thing where I'm at, what I'm to do. I think you said it earlier, cause one, one thing's for certain that's guaranteed. <laughs> How did you say it? Change. I know is oh, the yeah. one thing yeah. for certain is guaranteed, yeah. right? Change is the only constant. Only yeah. constant is change, and 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 it seems like so for me, being comfortable almost seems antithetical to what <laughs> life is. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, like, I feel to a large degree that the more comfortable I I am uh, aspiring to be, mm -hmm. um, for me, it seems like, bro, you're not here to be comfortable. <laughs> like, like right. not, not, not never, but just like to the degree that you are probably seeking comfort, the, to the degree yeah. that you're seeking not to be disturbed and not to be pushed because right. to the point of expanded consciousness, it always feels like I'm being stretched, mm -hmm. even when I don't want to be, right? right? I'm being stretched. So uh, that that to me is just, just the way life has, has revealed itself to me. And then in the relating, it's really not much different. You know, I think in my translation, I try to um, share through my story, you know, the, the ebb and flow, the, 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 the difficulties, the challenges that I face with that expansion at times, you know, it's painful, yeah. you know, cause talked about going to the gym and wanting, I've, I wanted big pecs, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and I've, and I've had to, you know, adjust my arms, yep. the grips and, yep. and even the exercises. I know some guys that go to the gym and all they want to do is bench, mm -hmm. right? They don't want to grab dumbbells. <laughs> right. They don't, they only want to do flat bench. They don't want to do incline and decline and, and want to do the That's butterflies right. and the pull overs right. and the, it's so many different angles yeah. to hit that peck you know to have it become what it is that you say you want and it's connected to other groups right Absolute. you can't just flex the same talkers talkers so, there are other parts yes. that are supporting the the yes. peck's capacity to grow yes yeah, so you just said something that is deeply profound um and you know you were talking about comfort. Yeah. 
and what I was kind of hearing as you were saying is, you know, okay, so it's fine to be comfortable. I, I need to be comfortable in my clothes. I right. want to be comfortable in my seat. Right. I want to be comfortable in my skin, right? Sure. But at the same time, I, I have refined my definition Come of on. what comfort is. Indeed, indeed. Comfort is not stagnation. No, indeed. Comfort is not lack of change. Right. What I find, and, and then when you as you kept talking, I was like, oh, I had a new thought. Actually, comfort for me is effortlessness because mm-hmm. we think that comfortable means I don't have to do anything because we associate, we have some sort of association or connection with struggle mm-hmm. to discomfort. That's a great point. And I don't see struggle. First of all, struggle is never necessary. That's a fundamental belief that I have okay. that I operate from that I can do every single thing, even something that appears, you know, I can, and I will never use the word impossible, but, I could be confronted with a situation. It's like, I have no idea what I'm going to do about this. Sure. But I don't ever interpret that as deeply uncomfortable. It's just, oh, this is just something else. I'm going to figure out how to effortless, effortlessly deal with. How to yeah. make it look easy. Man, <laughs> you know, that's like the theme of my life. I tell people, I, I'll never forget a, a friend of mine was staying with me for a little bit. And he was helping me with some things. Because um, I had... Long story, I had just moved um, and I needed to get a lot of things in order. So he came to assist with some of that stuff. And he was like, I had no idea how much you work. And I was like, well, I feel like if I'm if I'm up, I have a lot of energy. And I, I also like to be very efficient in how I move and do things. So I typically get a lot done mm-hmm. in a day. And I even have friends who are like, I have no idea how you do all the stuff you do. And I'm thinking I just do it. Right, right, <laughs> right. I don't resist it. If I get a thought, I feel like if I'm inspired to do something now is the best time because this is going to be the easiest time. Because mm-hmm. I was explaining to a girlfriend just literally a couple of days ago, she's like, um, I want to do this, but I'm not sure. I said, no, if you're getting that message now and you've been getting that message, now is the time to take action on it. Because what's going to happen is you're going to wait and then something else is going to happen and you're going to wish you had done that when it was easy to do it sure. and you didn't have to overcome or it's just too late. Sure. I said, if you're getting a message, um, the one thing I love about when I learned how our spirit guides communicate with us they feel like they're doing their job best when the guidance they're giving us just feels like a gentle nudge to us. It just feels like a natural thought that we have. It just feels like something that pops into your head. When it feels that easy and effortless, that's, I think of it as that's the first wave. Okay, let me take action on this now because I don't know what, where, I don't know what I'm going to need this for later, mm-hmm. you know? And so I have become more accustomed to just, following the guidance as it comes right. because I see how that aggregates in my life mm-hmm. and how much ease it creates. Like, have you ever had something happen? You'd be like, dang, I just, I just happened to do this the other day. And mm-hmm. I'm so glad I did because sure. if I had known this was coming around the corner or this was going to happen, I just happened, you know, like sure. how many of those instances have you had? How many more do you have mm-hmm. to have before you get the message that, Hey, Maybe you want to take action when that thought pops in your head yeah. for the first time. Maybe you want to call that person when the thought arises the That's first right. time. Maybe That's you right. want to wash the car, put the gas in it. You know, <laughs> I saw a great meme that was talking about one of the 
I wish I um wish I knew exactly how it said, but one of the uh how it was phrased, but um one of the things that gets us most as adults is not putting gas in the car the night before. <laughs> <laughs> Like you're on your way home or you're doing something. You're like, oh, I'll get gas in the morning. Yeah. And then yeah. you're just like, oh, no, I got to get gas. You got you three know? minutes to get where you got to go. You <laughs> Gas ain't even a thought of get gas. Right. 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 Got two minutes to get well. There's no pump available. You don't have time. You you know, whatever the case is. But it's like, man, if I had just got gas on the way home. I and I was thinking, I how many times I've driven past a gas station <laughs> saying I can get that. <laughs> To a gas station closer to the south, right, right. because the gas was much cheaper. Right. And I refuse. I'm like rebelling. Yes. I'm not gonna acquiesce <laughs> to these pumps in the city. Y'all play too much. Oh, that's Literally real. seventy to seventy cents to a dollar more a gallon. Easy. I've seen. I refuse to buy it in the city. Oh. And, but what that means is that I have to get gas before I leave the right. burbs. Right. Because right. <laughs> and you gotta fill your tank up. Or I'm looking at my gas tank right. going okay. If I, even if I have traffic, is this gonna get me there and back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I find that 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 yeah. a lot of that discomfort for me comes a lot when I'm in reactive mode and mm-hmm. not proactive. Because when you're talking about being led and kind of guided by your guides, um, I feel akin to that um, in many ways because I feel like when when I'm not efforting as much mm-hmm. uh and i'm allowing my discernment to really guide and it's subtle it it's not a, it's subtle. not an, an aggressive do this now no, and, it's not banging you, know, you over the head yeah and you, you don't know. want to wait till it's banging you over the head yeah yeah <laughs> and and i think it's that part that 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 causes the discomfort in many ways yeah. the distress yeah. you know because now you got all this anxiety right. it's the gas i gotta get in the morning right. i'm running late three minutes and right. and now you're trying to make it back to work without stopping again are you serious <laughs> then you run out of gas right. and you're like oh my goodness why does this always happen why does it <laughs> right <laughs> and then you just created more of that. Right. And then you create, then you want to talk about what the devil did right. to you and whatever. Come on, like, bro, really? really? You got the message the first time. Why <laughs> Yesterday. You just pick it up the right. first time. But you know what, though? I, I think yeah. that the, the subtleness yes. comes when you're a person who's used to quiet. Mm. To get the subtleness, you need to be able to listen. Yes. And you need yes. to be able to to kind of quiet and center yourself right. yes. and just be receptive. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just be open to hear. Be in the receptive mode. And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, do this. And you're like, hmm, should do that. Right. Like, i give you a prime example. Um, I think, was it, it was probably like the end of last week, um, getting to this week the thought just came hmm. I had previously because I, I had um, thought to do voiceover mm-hmm. um, work when I started doing the podcasting thing sure it was kind of all kind of the same running together and you we know? keep telling you because mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we keep telling you <laughs> well I mean yeah it, well I, you know I've heard it uh, right. thousands of times you know what I mean sure. over the years or whatever but the the problem was Previously, when I had the trach, mm-hmm. it, it was, it, you know, my voice quality wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't suitable, yeah. you know? And so I'm, I kept thinking, okay, 
once I get myself healthy enough and get be able to get the trach out and all of that, which drives back to the point you made last week about me making the decision to have the surgery mm-hmm. yeah. and go on the weight loss journey, mm-hmm. which yep. then in turn uh, led to the doctor saying, hey, I don't think you need the trach anymore. Of course. You know what I'm saying? And so all of those different things built on. But then I had the the healing of the trach site, which right. still hadn't taken place right. yet. Right. And the uh, you but know it was inevitable at that point. Finally, yeah. you know, I was like, man, when I had it, because I kept thinking, mm-hmm. man, when I had a surgery and I'm healed up, I'm gonna go, you know, I'm gonna go hard with the with the uh, voiceover. with the voiceover thing, and yeah. then as all of that basically took place over the summer, yeah, and I finally got to the place of being healed, but still not, you know what I mean, kind of still in other directions or whatever, mm-hmm. and then kind of as we did our thing and then the quietness of where I'm at now right it just sort of popped back in my head like you know what you need to do uh you need to really investigate you know what I mean and I made some inroads to what I thought was an inside contact yeah and it was basically like well you need to record a demo reel and get an agent which is standard information you know what I mean but since then I've kind of found some other ways to go about it that uh, you know are in roles as well, but right. it was still that that subtle urging that because it just it seemingly just came out of nowhere, it just yeah. came to that realization like, you know what, I'm healed up. Yep. Damn, and now we're doing the podcast. I really do need to get back. You know what right. I'm saying? Because you know that nine to five and any other thing, it just ain't. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, I need to go with uh what i you know go with what i know yeah i think i think in conclusion with that thought for me when i when you when you connected that to the nine to five Mm -hmm. and the piece you were saying at the top of how you need to get quiet and still to hear Mm -hmm. that voice right or to hear that prompting right make Mm -hmm. sure you're on that you're resonating on that frequency because the nine to five oftentimes and, and I just look at the nine to five as any type of busy relationship, something that mm-hmm. just has me so involved yep. and reacting all day. Yeah. You know, and, and so when I'm de- reacting and distracted yep. all day and then I have to switch that switch somehow back to this still discerning mm-hmm. space where I'm hearing the resonant, you know, sound that's telling me voiceovers <laughs> which which would take me out of the nine to five i'm sure you know what i mean That's so it's it's so much there i feel like i always keep a channel open mm. i'm always mm. receiving and i don't let anything suck me in so much that i can't receive because i know the power of that receptivity mm-hmm. um so even when i'm in reaction mode i'm constantly catching myself in the act right like oh no, we are not going to stress it. This is not about to be a problem. We are not going to, you know, like, again, I tell people all the time, I'm so good with talking people off the ledge because I do it for myself all day. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's it's real interesting. But and I can't say I have to catch myself in the act that frequently either. Mm-hmm. But there are times, especially on a nine to five gig where you're like, OK, this is really triggering me right now. And yeah, I just remind myself. Two things I will say to myself frequently, hold the phone. I create my own reality. That recenters me. Give yourself a trigger phrase or to trigger your own alignment, <laughs> sure. your own receptivity. Sure. 
or I'll be like, um, this is not the main event. Mm -hmm. You know, I'll just claim it right there. Like, you know, let me refocus because I still need to stay on my path. That's right. Regardless of what else is happening Mm -hmm. or who else thinks Mm -hmm. their stuff is more important. Sure. Um, And yeah, it's practice. Keep going back to that. It's something you it's just like going to the gym, you know, day. and doing your due diligence, finding mm-hmm. out how to improve those pecs, yes, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. and those supporting yeah. muscles that you know. And appreciating the journey. And I can't tell you how many times the, I'm like, oh, dang, I let them. I'm good. You yeah. know, I appreciate. Man, I'm so glad I know what I know. We got to talk about the journey. Yes, I think you know. I think a lot of focus is oftentimes on the destination. I think we really need to unpack what yeah. our journeys, how we, how much we appreciate the Let's journey. Let's cue that up next. Okay. So with that, I think y'all got the message. Indeed, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining us, guys. Grace and peace. Stretch yourself. <laughs> Till next time. Yep. Wow, we reached the end of another episode of the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. Where does the time go? Well, on behalf of myself, Ashwin Nicole, and Johnny Holmes II, a.k.a. Apostle, we'd like to thank you, and we appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Please subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media on Instagram at Cool Ass Conversations. So, until the next time, stay cool.